Welcome back to the best book club in the multiverse. This is the latest session of the Geeksplain Book Club, where every single Friday, I, alongside my amazing friends, are going through every single issue of every single volume of Brian Michael Bendis, Mark Bagley, Trevor Harrison, Mark Brooks, and Stuart Eminens. Symbiote War. <laughs> We're talking Ultimate Spider-Man. Ultimate Spider-Man, specifically volume 21, entitled War of the Symbiotes. Oh, which, which kind of feels like a misleading name, if I'm not going to lie, in the actual context of the volume. I mean, yeah, it's not really a war. It's, not really it's a, a war. battle. It's, it's like it's one like scuff. little scuffle at the end. <laughs> yeah, that's the scuffle of, of the, the symbiotes. <laughs> that's basically yeah, what this is. <laughs> I am your host, Eric Kazana, and I am joined, of course, by the only single man who I would trust to feed a small child and his balloon to. It's, <laughs> it's the web of shadows, symbiote-filled man himself, Jacob Brown. <laughs> uh, face, uh, face front true believers. Happy <laughs> Towel Day. Happy, uh, towel, happy Towel Day. What is that? Oh yeah, it's uh, Douglas Addison's birthday, uh, Hitchhiker's oh. Guide to the Galaxy. They named, uh, in Britain, they named an actual holiday for him uh, called Towel Day uh, in remarks of the Hitchhiker's Guide where, you know, uh, don't panic and always carry a towel, you know? So everyone carry your towel today and know where your towel is in well, honor of uh, happy Douglas Towel Adams. Day as yeah. we're recording this. Happy yeah. Towel Day it is. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, we are missing our stalwart companion, Malcolm Russell Nelson, but fear not, he will be back next week. Yes. But you and I get to talk about the symbiotes, which is hilarious because when we came into the original symbiote story for the ultimate spider-man neither of us were really symbiote people yeah and malcolm was like no you gotta understand like the the ultimate symbiote stuff is really good and it's possible i'm not saying this is what happened but it's possible that we got some uh rose-colored glasses through the lenses <laughs> of malcolm for that volume so we're gonna see how we roll through with it just being us that is true yeah because i'm like, excited to talk about this yeah like uh, the, the idea of a symbiote is very is very icky and very uh a little too spacey for for my taste in terms of spider-man i don't think spider-man yeah. should be dealing with space stuff because you know he's dealing with criminals on the ground and kingpin and the enforcers and thieves and the enforcers you know it's just like why does he have to deal with space shouldn't that be an avengers thing you know <laughs> i had to explain the enforcers to somebody the other day oh really <laughs> and it was amazing like i'm i'm, I'm just like giving giving uh this person the like the lowdown i was like it's ox it's fancy dan it's montana and like every single time like the further i get into explaining them the more i saw her eyes light up and i'm like this is it this is the enforcers effect this is the enforcers effect everyone who hears about the enforcers automatically becomes invested in them the enforcers exactly. are incredible they are they've always been incredible ever since their first comic book appearance like that was like that trio is the trio that of gangs that spider-man always conflicts with and it's it's a shame that we still haven't gotten those yet um, and in movie i still full-heartedly believe that one day you malcolm and i will do that enforcers cosplay and it will be incredible <laughs> God. it's going God. to be amazing that is going to be fantastic though <laughs> 
Yeah, but, I have to. I have to figure out my best McConaughey to like do yeah. that. To do that character, you got to grow out your sick mustache. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, full, full, full. Uh, what do you call it? Sam Elliott there. Yes. Just, just, just full over the over the bristles of your <laughs> lips and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but right now we are talking volume twenty-one of Ultimate Spider-Man. This is Man. issues one twenty-three through one twenty-eight. We have come a long way. It's a lot. And this is, this is a lot. And this, this is a sh- this is another shorter volume. I feel I feel like after we got the uh the one volume that took us like nine issues, like every volume that's that like the... six and six issues and under is gonna be like, oh yeah, this is this is a shorter volume this week. Yeah. Was that the, the Hobgoblin one or was it I think the, so? Uh, no, was the, or was the it was the death of the goblin? Some something. No, it, it was it was before death of the god. Or oh, not, it was probably the clone saga. Yeah, yeah, It was a clone saga. That was like or, nine or ten issues. Or the master planner, as I like to call it. But uh, that's the, right. That's right. Yeah, the, the, it's still really yeah. That was a real. That was a lot. Yeah, that, that took a that took a lot of time to get through. Um, but these volumes have been like tic tacs. Yeah. Since then. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, we even and, had time to play the game too that mm-hmm. connects to this. And yeah. that's that's a good that's a good point that we should probably talk about because as Malcolm alluded to last week, uh, this volume directly ties into the video game Ultimate Spider Man. Listeners, mm-hmm. if you weren't familiar, back in our day, there was this <laughs> little console called the GameCube, and upon this GameCube, I played my probably favorite spider-man game for a good long while ultimate spider-man oh really uh, this cool. was the first game that gave you equal um equal play with both spider-man and venom and you got to play what something that was at the time an original story in the ultimate spider-man universe that had spidey racing against the human torch you had venom fighting against wolverine in a bar yeah and all of this culminated in a big showdown where spider-man was trying to fight off venom to protect bolivar trask which is a name you should remember that's a tool we'll save for later uh-huh. and this game was supposed to be this you know this sort of tie-in sort of not canon um and then this volume comes out where it's supposed to be tying into the game to essentially make the game's events canon, but it's strange because there are things that happen in this volume that contradict things in the game, and there are things yeah. in the game that contradict things in this volume, and there are things in this volume that contradict the volumes that came before it. Yeah, so, it, it definitely feels like there's some sort of like miscommunication on what uh, what these two separate. Uh, entities were supposed to be basically well we've we've talked about this before like the the first you know few volumes of ultimate spider-man reference characters and introduce characters that are wildly different mm-hmm. in the main ultimate universe so i feel like if anything this volume slips into that ultimate b universe for a yeah. volume before <laughs> taking us back into our ultimate a universe this is the apex that we go to real quick the addendum or what do you, <laughs> the addendum what do you call it yeah the little, just... little pocket universe yeah yeah exactly. where all the non-canon stuff from ultimate spider-man goes <laughs> But let's go ahead and dive into this because the the thing that, we'll get into like some of the inaccuracies when it comes to the game and the comic itself. But kicking things off with volume one twenty three, this is a terrifying cover. 
Oh um, yeah. <laughs> Venom in his with his gross tongue looming over two teenagers that are of course Peter Parker and Mary Jane. It's uh it's scary looking. This this could be a movie cover. Like this is exactly like 100%. This is like an 80s horror movie cover right here. That's yeah. what's really fun. And so we start off and uh Eddie Brock is sitting over on the bench in a park. I'm assuming it's Central Park. Um, this old, this yeah. elderly woman comes and sits next to him and he starts, you know, he, this is, if I was this old lady, because she sits down and he goes, hi, my name's Eddie, Eddie Brock. It's a nice day. I'm hungry. At that point, you get up and you find another bench. You're oh, like, well, I don't No, No, that's not how you introduce. That's not how you introduce <laughs> yourself to somebody. If, if, if I was a little old lady, uh, I would be like, oh, well, I have some Tic Tacs or maybe some butterscotch uh, warblers in here if you'd like to have any. You know, that's that's instantly what I thought that poor woman was going to be doing. But then what he does is he tells basically her, he tells her his life story, talking about the suit, talking about Peter Parker, talking exposing spider-man's identity as peter parker oh, yeah and like to this little old lady and remember this is the first time we've seen eddie since he supposedly died after being electrocuted to death and shot up by the cops yeah so this was kind of a, a harrowing way to reintroduce him into the comic and they go through showing off the events that happened last time he even says you know you know uh I remember there was a flash of light that I remember. Maybe I died. Maybe I'm dead. And then he goes into something that's very familiar. If you did play the Ultimate Spider-Man game, mm -hmm. the very first cutscene we get from Venom's perspective, where there's, there's this jogger jogging through the park at night, and all of a sudden she hears something rustling in the bushes, classic horror trope, yeah. where Eddie then jumps out, wraps her in his Venom tentacles, and she is dead. Um, she is consumed, yo. Consumed. Oh, man. And we get him talking to a different older woman. And then we see flashes of him going to the bar where he fights uh, Wolverine. However, we don't see Wolverine in this, which again, I'm like, hmm, that's yeah. odd. Mm -hmm. uh, but we do see that he gets some clothes from those bikers that he consumes. <laughs> and... Then we get a cut to the battle between Rhino and Spider-Man, which is supposed to be referencing the fight that they had in the uh, used car parking lot or whatever in the game. But again, it's wildly different in this iteration. Didn't he, uh, didn't he confront the Rhino a couple of volumes ago? I thought he did. Yeah, the, the, that's yeah, what th this is referencing. That's what that is referencing. It is referencing that. Okay. that's. But that's... then they're, they're playing this off like it's the same thing in the, in the, the game. game yeah okay uh it's, i thought I, I thought this was i thought this was just referencing the the comic i didn't even think this was like the game yet um well it's it was but then again you're right yeah yeah it's Who been knows? referencing the game from the get-go which is yeah. it's strange yeah, yeah but we see that eddie has been around for a bit and he's been watching spider-man do his thing as he's fighting and apparently being near spider-man has made the uh the symbiote wig out a little bit which is very strange uh we see that at one point eddie is walking around in the room in the uh 
aftermath of the battle between Spidey and Rhino when he is beset upon by our girl Silver Sable yeah. and the Wild Pack. Yeah. Which is really cool to see them again. Uh, Venom gives us his uh, his signature line, hungry. <laughs> and this is this is the interesting thing because let's just talk about it. We we talked about this a little bit off mic. Um, this is the first volume that integrates the video games uh, mechanic with Venom, where he eats people for sustenance uh-huh. for energy to uh, restore his hit points. This was not a thing. He, I don't remember him physically eating people in this in comic. His, in this comic, yeah, he did. He totally. He, I remember he, he consumed that one, um, that one janitor lady, but it wasn't yeah. like he was constantly trying to like eat people. Yeah, it was kind of a thing with uh, with Eddie Brock because um, because of the fact that because he was a college like, student, college students are always hungry. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's that's exactly <laughs> right. And uh, and also he like totally. Um, uh, it's because of his physical, uh, the, the the bio, uh, his his physical like a uh, 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 DNA his biochemistry. Cannot, yeah, yeah, biochemistry. He it didn't work with the suit, so that way he had to constantly eat things, you're right? Because right? because oh, uh, right. he has because he had to refuel himself. Because with with Spider Man, it was okay because he was super powered. But uh, with a normal person, yeah, oh, it, it was eating right. him alive. It was consuming him. I'm remembering now. Yeah, 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 yeah. This yeah, is yeah. so long ago. <laughs> this is 15 weeks ago, man. Oh, I, I'm surprised I still remember any of this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so he, he gets, <clears throat> he uh, goes straight into combat with the Wild Pack. They are unable to gain the upper hand against him until Silver Sable, like the boss she is, comes out with her big-ass ray gun and sends him, like, scurrying away. (laughs) And during all of this, it's being narrated by Eddie on the bench, where he is, you know, talking to what seems to be different people every single time, and we don't really know why he's going through the same story every time. But we see that at a certain point he tries to go to find Peter Parker and we get the scene from the video game where they are at the museum. Mm -hmm. uh, They're doing a school field trip and Eddie is looking for Spider-Man. And now we see that uh, Eddie now sets off Peter's, uh spider sense which i don't remember if he did originally because i know because in the comic uh in the 616 originally he didn't set off spidey uh peter's spidey sense yeah uh the the the, this wasn't established before but uh this is this is new this is definitely new okay uh, yeah yeah i remember Uh, that correctly this is this is that that this is so cool by the way I love yeah. this. This is this is like kind of depowering Venom a little bit more. And I kind of like that because in my opinion, Venom was always a little too powerful. So <laughs> the fact that because yeah, but 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 this makes sense and like you know, like um the connectability, the 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 way the suit and Peter like you know connected react to each other, react yeah. to each other. It's kind of it's like a magnet polarizing to each other, basically. So he can like sense where the suit is, but he doesn't know what that is, that sense is. Yeah. It's very it's very cool. It um it's it it um 
it's it's like an alarm. It's more of a danger sense, and more of a yeah. spider sense than than uh, than actual spider sense. You know, it's a danger. Yeah, and it's sense. but it's also making him like physically sick. Yeah, which is yeah, interesting. Yeah. Like anytime he gets close, Peter starts to like sweat, and he starts to you know feel nauseous, and he like he has to contend with that alongside trying to battle and evade Venom. Right, and the two more of them have interesting, this, very yeah, interesting. Yeah, I really yeah. dig that. And so the two of them have this battle in the museum, uh, which ends with Eddie getting ready to consume Spider-Man before, oh, again, man. the Wild Pack shows up. And <laughs> this is, you know, they're, they're able to disable Venom. And then we cut back to the uh, park bench where he's speaking to, where he's speaking to now a new person. I love that. I love that we keep coming back to this and it's yeah. a different person every single day. It's, it's so great. Framing so device. creepy. It's such a serial killery like feel to it. It's so, it's so frightening. hundred uh, percent. And so he's, he's with this guy who's just like, wait, you're, you're saying you're that monster from the museum. I saw that on the news. You're saying that was you. And Eddie just like sadly turns to him and then straight up just eats him. Just like, he just turns full like John Carpenter the thing and just full horror movie. I love that, that nobody is, sees that this. Is, <laughs> I mean, it's Central Park. It's a big park. <laughs> yeah, but like you are one hundred percent on base with the thing uh, comparison because look, he's got like teeth coming out of his side and his arm. Yeah, uh, the the tendrils have like pokes of teeth in like claws in them. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it is ugh. just ugh. Oh man, this is Venom at his grossest in the ultimate this, comic so this, far. This is the grossest I've ever seen Venom. So and he just like eats this person, and then he's like, "Yeah, where was I?" <laughs> like something is seriously wrong with Eddie Brock, and so I kind of disturbing. love it. It's so good. This is the most, yeah, this is the, the I think we do, this is the most psychopathic and like disturbing that we've gotten Eddie Brock slash Venom pretty much at this, yeah. in this, in this volume, you know, it's so, so incredibly good and creepy. And like um, you said, it, it's very similar to like how, you know, it, it's very ser serial killer-esque, which I find fascinating. It's that moment in the movie where the serial killer is talking to innocent people just random bystanders and just trying to relate to them and and, and that's what this feels like is he's, mm -hmm. he's just trying to go through the events of what has led them to where he is right now and he's he actually this is he actually is depressed you know uh, yeah. because of just what everything that's happened and that the suit's just reacting because of um it's it's the suit of what it's supposed to do it's so it's god i i don't know how to describe it. i've been very fascinated by this volume <laughs> yeah for sure totally agree yeah. And so uh, the next, oh my God. I, I, also, I also want to mention, by the way, that uh, Eddie addresses something that I've been really, uh, really not critical, but I've pointed out a couple times during his story in this first issue where he's like, I don't know how much time passed, a day, a week, a month, referring to how the time period of ultimate spider-man just doesn't make any fucking sense <laughs> it's I like mean, oh this should have happened like a year ago no it's only been two weeks and it's like what come yeah. on also the volume in this is very michael brian brian michael bendis because of like the whole like something happens and then two weeks prior and i'm Dude, like oh god whole, damn it th that's like the biggest issue that i have with this is like yeah. every single issue from here on starts several weeks ago yeah, one month ago, four it's, days ago. 
I'm trying to like get through this timeline. And I'm like, yeah, my, it's confusing. I'm like, what are you, you have doing? To, like, piece everything together. And then they reference stuff that's happened in previous volumes. And you're like, wait, but that doesn't, that circle doesn't square with like what yeah. we're talking about here. I haven't been this confused since I watched, like, since I got, was trying to first get into Game of Thrones with all the <laughs> names of like families and then the world and where they're located. And I just had like, three different like i had my phone my computer and and like a piece of paper next to me and i'm like watching the show and i'm like using all three of these things to find out like okay who is this using okay, like an excel spreadsheet like exactly okay, you're here you're here yeah and like so where are they they're at this place and it's what family it's this family okay continue pause can play continuing on <laughs> each episode should have been a like was an hour it was actually four hours trying to get through one episode <laughs> every episode needed a previously on x-men seriously oh, like, let's you know what happened. Um, even those but, don't work <laughs> but so uh chapter 124 starts off right where we left off the museum battle but now it's several weeks ago but but, but wait a minute we got to talk about this cover this cover showing off jacob's favorite spider-man villain i mean it's not my favorite, but it's top 10. Like top 10 fashion rogue. icon of the week. This is, is also my fashion icon of the like, week. Like, holy shit. I was like so impressed that I was like, oh, symbiotes and stuff like that. And then we get the motherfucking beetle. The beetle? In in this. And I was like, what? The and beetle? And he's like standing on the rocks on side with the lightning striking behind him. Oh, Batman rain. animated series. Very looking. much. <laughs> Uh, I was like, someone oh. need someone needs to do a, a a parody of the Batman the Animated Series opening, just inserting the Beatle instead. Oh man, that'd yeah, be so actually the, really cool. That'd um, be dope. So the the Wild Pack are able to subdue Venom, and then we cut again the next page uh, months ago. <laughs> Like, I, what, what are we doing, Bendis? What are we doing? This is this is what I think the problem is with trying think... to tie it into the video game. Yeah. While actually trying to also tie it into your comics canon. Because you have to fill in a lot of stuff that wasn't in previous volumes. I do not believe when he wrote out a lot of this, uh, a lot of the events that they referred to previously that Bendis had this in mind. I feel yeah. like he had to scramble to be like, okay, I could insert something here. Okay. I could insert something here. And it, it just doesn't always fit really neatly. Yeah. It's a lot of like puzzle pieces that were, yeah. that, that were kind of like not really missing, but were not really there that he could yep. try to fill, but the, the, they just don't fit with, continuity wise with everything else and Absolutely. you know all this cutting it's a lot of cut and paste is yeah. basically what he's doing a lot in this and it's kind of distracting that's the that's the it absolutely is that's the kind of down part of this volume is definitely that so we we cut back to back to the rhino fight we see spider-man swinging away and then they insert a new scene where he's like ah getting the headache and he's like what's going on and then we then cut to the next day, but not the next day of the present day or not the next day of several weeks ago. This is the next day of months ago yeah. after he fought the Rhino, which I don't know <laughs> when. I don't remember when this is supposed to be. I, the two yeah. of them are like, ah, you know, it's it's the hole in my butt, which I kind of remember. 
but also it's like they're together who cares it's are like, they together i guess they're together because it's, it's very much like well they're, they're talking, talking like to each friends other. well they're talking but they're, talk, but they're talking like friends i don't they, i don't know they start, i don't know i don't know they, they it's start like, making out somewhere at some point and i'm just like uh, whatever yeah but in the time scale <laughs> um and then we go to later that night but not later that night of several weeks ago or not later that <laughs> night of the present day it's later that night of months ago the day after the fight with the rhino months ago you see and listener, time is like a big ball of wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff and spider-man just took that ball and just split it like the atom and just like it's all over the place now so that's that's what this volume has become he took by the way ball. this artwork is great this uh oh it's great this, him this, just swinging into yeah into frame oh my god this 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 spread of like spider there's a lot of good like big moments like this there's this one and there's a venom one later that's really really good um good good Stuart, Stuart, you're you're doing well you're doing a lot better in these volumes these uh you're really appealing to me you're Should spider we say that jacob is turning around on the imminent art yeah he's, he's doing good like uh he's improving a lot so he's swinging around when who does he meet? It's our fashion icon of the week, the Beetle. Oh, man, it's so cool. Zooming God, the it's sky. Like, it's like so cool. Iron Man was like a, cool. a bug theme kind of character. You know, it's so cool. <laughs> so Spidey is following him at a certain point. Um, I love when Beetle, it feels like he loses him and then Spider-Man just like drops from on top of him. He's like, yeah, so anyway, <laughs> and he's trying to like shake him off. It's it's really cool. It's really funny. Um, I love that the Beetle is just silent the entire yeah. time of this. It is absolutely, it's a little creepy, but it's also very intimidating and well done. Like It's very it, Terminator-esque. Mm-hmm. It really is. Uh, he also reminds me of what, like the, do you remember Firefly from the Batman? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, he very, the, the, the jet pack of Great that. Great pull. Yeah. Very much reminds me of that. The, if you yeah. haven't lately, go watch the, the Batman. It's honestly, wonderful. it's on HBO honestly, Max. Yeah. We can't, can't recommend it enough. Honestly, it's more of what uh, the Batman with Robert Patterson is kind of based on more. It feels like it's more based on that kind of series than it is just with, the with more series. smooth jazz. Yeah, in the, uh, in the soundtrack. Oh yeah. Bing. Bing. <laughs> <laughs> so the beetle escapes into rocks on headquarters and is able to grab a vial of something something before he is beset upon by Spider-Man and the security guards. Uh, beetle and Spidey battle for a minute before he's able to escape. And then Spider-Man swings off the next day, but not the next day of a week ago, not the next day of the modern day, not the next day of several weeks ago. This is the next day of several months ago, two days after the battle with, with the Rhino, which is the day before the day where we saw the cut of the, uh, the spider butt. We hope that so, you're listening, listeners, because there's going to be a test after this. Yeah, we're going to yeah. test you on this later. We're going to test every one of you about this. Peter, <laughs> and if you is, get it right, you may get a prize. You may get a prize. Peter gets a uh, a call from Nick Fury, which again, when is this taking place? <laughs> clearly, this is before Nick disappears. This is before the Clone Saga. This is before him and Peter have a falling out. It's like what. Anyway, so <laughs> it's basically there. He's like, hey, 
There's this stuff with uh, the Beatle. Beatle is clearly from Latveria, which is oh, exciting. Like, and he's like, don't don't stick your nose in this. And then Peter's like, yeah, whatever. And he leaves. And the, the pilot's when like... When they say Latveria, it's like, you mean Dr. Doom Latveria? And they're like, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is literally everybody's response to that. They're like, wait. That's that's that place that has Dr. Doom. Yeah. Wait a minute. And everyone's just like, well, he's there's lots of people in Latveria, but yes, he's definitely a person that's there too. (laughs) And everyone's just like, yeah, but it's definitely him, right? And he's like, "Eh." and so the pilot gets out. He's like, uh, he's like, wait, do you think he'll do what you said and leave this alone? He's like, nope. He says, so you want him to stick his nose in this and told him not to because you knew he would? Yep. And that last panel is just Samuel L. Jackson. Straight up. We, <laughs> we have made the crossover into straight up just Samuel L. Jackson. I think, yeah, that's basically what it is now. <laughs> and then we cut to several weeks ago, but not oh several weeks God. ago of a month of months ago before the rhino fight. This is several weeks ago from present day, which is when Eddie Brock is eating people on the bench. This is now several weeks ago back to the Museum of Art. So... Uh, Eddie is disabled. He is now naked in the middle of the street. Uh, I believe the Wild Pack and Sable trank Eddie and then throw him in a van and run away. Yeah. (laughs) But here's the thing, right? Silver Sable and Spidey act like they've never met each other in this volume. And that bothers me on a fundamental level. Do they? I thought the... It's not just in here. It, it it's not just here. It's later on in the uh, in the comic and also in the video game as well. Okay, but we'll get into it. But oh, really? That's so they they throw him in a van and they leave, right? Right. Um, chapter one twenty five. Also a sick ass cover. Love it. Spidey trying to rip the symbiote off of him. It tries uh, to clamor all over him. It's so good. Very we cut neat. to one month ago, which is not one month ago of several weeks ago, <laughs> nor one month ago of months ago with the battle with the rhino, uh, nor one month ago of the day after with the spider butt, nor one month ago from the day after that where Spider-Man meets up with Nick Fury. No, this is month, one month ago from present day where Eddie is eating people on the bench. Eddie wakes up and meets Bolivar Trask alongside... Dr. Adrian Toomes. Wow. The original like. vulture. I I was I was very curious where if if they were going to at all address uh Adrian Toomes because the vulture, as we've met him before, is Blackie Drago. Yeah. The second vulture in the 616. Yeah. So having is, him was Blackie the uh did did he fight in 616? Was he like the brother? Or the son of no, the no, he was just he, somebody he was just, completely. He was just a hired gun. Yeah, okay, there we go. Um, that's that's what I was trying to remember. Like, if like uh I think that's Adrian Toomes' origin. Like yeah, he had a he, he had a son that he didn't know about it with it, or he had a daughter that had like a grandson, and the son basically the origin story of Sandman from Spider-Man 3. They they use that origin uh 
from from vulture i think it is like she had uh, he had like a daughter that he never really knew about but it turns out like um that's why he was doing crime for and then he had like, well, I, I, I thought i thought the vulture was uh as one of the uh he was like a rich dude who got shut out of his company and so started like turning to crime because he was trying to get back at his old basically yeah uh, green goblin from spider-man one basically yeah that's that's basically all the villains though yeah yeah pretty i think much. later on they actually like oh yeah we need to give him some like character developments in these in in these in this comic so yeah, yeah so if, that, if, like... you're, if you're a vulture fan don't look up his actions during superior spider-man he's gross yeah um oh god Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. so Ooh. we see that uh we see that Bolivar Trask has been funding the capture of Eddie Brock because he owns the suit. We we remember from the previous Venom volume that uh, Richard Parker and Edward Brock Sr., after creating the suit, sold the patent and the rights over, but we never found out to whom. Now we yeah. know it was Trask Industries. How interesting. How interesting that uh, they gave it to a, this X-Men villain, you know? I know. It just, bring makes his... me, it just makes me think fucking X-Men versus symbiote sentinels. Oh. Terrifying. Oh, God, no. Terrifying. <laughs> uh, so they they say, you know, we're going to test. We're going to test on you. Your father sold that suit to me before he died. And technically, I own you. And Adrian Toomes brings up, he's like, hey, you know, if we just leave you in there, if you don't want to cooperate with us, we'll leave you in there and the suit will just eat you. And then we'll get some other poor sucker to wear the suit for us. And Eddie's not super happy about that, but there's really no other, you know, no other way to get around it. So then we cut to hours earlier, but not hours earlier of present day, not hours earlier <laughs> oh of <my> <laughs> months ago with the Battle of the Rhino, nor hours earlier of the day after with the spider butt, nor days or hours earlier of the day after that where he meets the beetle, nor hours later of one month ago. This is now hours earlier of, no, it is hours earlier of one month ago. It's not hours earlier of several weeks ago. It's now hours earlier of one month ago where outside of the Museum of Art, Spider-Man uh, is still dealing with his splitting headache of being so close to the symbiote. He's able to speak to the cops and swing away. That's a scary image, by the way. Um, yeah. uh, the Spider-Man, like, in fetal position and all these cops, like, pointing their guns at him and telling him to, like, get Ugh. down and all that. It's really, especially not in recent great. things that are happening right now, it's really not good. <laughs> yeah, not great. Yeah. So we cut to later that night, but not later that night of present day where Eddie's on the bench, not later that night of, anyway, it's later that night of that, it's later that night of hours earlier of one month ago. Yes. Yeah. Keep track of that. Well, well, well done. Yeah. And so uh, Peter is talking to MJ about trying to figure out what's going on. Um, and the again, so the big problem I have with this is that all of this stuff is somehow happening concurrently with the other events of the comic that we've seen up to this point, which has been very linear yeah. for the most part. Mm -hmm. I'm to believe that Eddie just popped up again. Yeah. Just during this and they don't reference it. They don't mention it during the clone saga. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I believe any of the stuff with carnage. Yeah. Like, I think, yeah. Eddie has been probably just like been 
keeping a watchful distant eye on what's been going on and uh you know we just but this but this, this specifically happened one month ago he battled venom and yeah. they just don't bring it up yeah it just, anyway I, I don't know it, uh, i i'm glad that you're still trying to keep uh, uh the idea of what the time frame is i gave up like right here <laughs> i gave up because i was just like look i i i know where you're i know where the cut and paste is but i don't care what timeline this is that your timeline is all over the place. And at this point, we're probably like, we've spinned into three different variants. Yes. Timelines now. <laughs> and like the time we, we, police we've are now really entered into the Heroes Reborn pocket universe that Franklin yeah. Richards made. <laughs> um, but we see that Peter is trying to figure out why he's having this adverse reaction to whenever Venom shows up. He pricks his thumb and they take a look at his blood under a microscope and we see that there are bits of the symbiote or of the suit in his bloodstream which is concerning and then see okay so this is this is why i got confused here right so he's like okay i gotta go figure this out um you know i i gotta go figure out i gotta go see a doctor i've set up you know, they get a ping that, okay, I, I, I know where Eddie is. I got to go find him. And he's like, uh, I think I got to cut this date short. And then he swings out and she goes, this was a date? Like they were still in their friend mode? Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I thought I thought maybe it was like them still probably still together. And they like, I, um, and like, he's just being Peter Parkery in the sense of just like, it's just like, oh, we got to cut this date short. And she's uh, just like, wait, what? Is this a date? And it's like, I, uh, I didn't even know we were going to have a date, you know? I don't, I don't know. understand. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Also, the the this is they never bring back this like I mean they never reference this like suit the the what do you call it the suit in his blood. This is never referenced no. back again. No, it just shows that he has a connect a, a connection to the suit, but we already knew that before that. So yeah. like, what's the point of like this? There so then they cut to twenty minutes prior, which is twenty minutes prior from later that night of hours earlier of one month ago. And Eddie is being contained in the suit by uh, Trask's people and their team. When all of a sudden, who breaks through? It's our boy, the Beetle. Uh -huh. Who throws in some smoke bombs. Um, Sable is unable to react in time. Everybody is unable to fight off the sleeping gas. And the Beetle takes a little bit of uh, the, or he takes the stasis field off then takes a small bit of the suit from him in a little vial and flies away with mm -hmm. Venom in hot pursuit. He goes after the beetle, engages in combat with him in the middle of Times Square. There's a, oh, this is the worst part. He comes upon a, <laughs> uh, a horseback policeman. Oh, I know there's man. an official term, but as soon as the uh, horseback policeman tries to shoot at him, he just eats the horse. It's so the... good. <laughs> oh. oh my god! Oh, it's such a oh man. It's the suit is now in man. full like symbiote mode. This is <laughs> oh, straight so... up like we have crossed over from Ultimate Spider-Man suit into like Donny Cates Venom level. Yes, of symbiote. Like so much so with and the so, the crooked ugh. teeth, all like in yeah. jaggedness and everything. Like yeah, that is like. This this thing is amazing. <laughs> and so Eddie gets one of his tentacles on the beetle when Spider-Man rolls in and enters himself. There's a new challenger. 
to this three-way dance, and the two of them are battling each other until the suit leaves Eddie for Spider-Man. That was, yeah. Great full-page spread of Spider-Man just shouting, no, because he didn't want the suit to be on him. Yeah, like, so, it's so dramatic. It's so cool in front of, like, everything. Chapter 126 also has a dope ass cover. Oh my god. This the, the covers in the this covers were in like the volume are fantastic. They were so say good. what you will about the time frame. Yeah. But like it's so good. Just the ultimates descending upon a black suit Spider-Man. It's so, so cool. And so uh, we get this dope double page spread of like the Beetle, Silver Sable, the Wild Pack, a naked Eddie spends a lot of time naked in this volume. Yeah. Naked it's... Eddie just no as as spider-man is like no and the venom suit is hungry (laughs) and so uh, um spider-man tries to continue to fight against the beetle there's this great moment where like eddie's like pleading with the suit to come back and the teeth start to like pop out from spider-man the little venom teeth oh so cool and then as Sable basically tries to go one woman army, Sarah Connor against the against the Terminator, against <laughs> this uh, symbiote Spider Man. Uh, they are just ill equipped, and Spider Man plus all of the advantages he gets from the suit is just unstoppable. Which is yeah. why the Ultimates get called in. Another great splash page, oh, except man. Clint Barton looks sixty five. Yeah. Years old. <laughs> It looks like if uh, Jason Statham had hair. Yeah, you know? this is Jason Statham Hawkeye. Yeah, like, this um, is what he definitely looks like. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, yeah, this is weird. And, and a battle ensues. At one point, uh, Venom Spider-Man snatches the shield away from Cap, and everyone's like, "Uh, that's <laughs> bad." <laughs> They're like, "Oh, what do we do now?" And Human Captain's like, "Son of a bitch." <laughs> Language. And oh, exactly <laughs> at one point, this, this Captain America doesn't give a shit about no, he doesn't. language. He's, no, he's, he's well, the, the, the Bendis written version of him does, but yeah. every other version of Ultimates of Ultimate uh, Captain America absolutely does not. Yeah. And so <laughs> Thor brings the hammer down on Spider-Man at one point. Spidey uses the shield to block it. So freaking cool. It's so good. <laughs> Uh, the just... battle continues, and Spider-Man is, or the Venom Spider-Man is, like, getting bigger and more yeah. monstrous as the fight continues. Spider-Venom here is just becoming more monstrous and becoming, like, more, uh, un- uh, more unhinged because yeah. of just, the suit finally got what it wanted. Mm-hmm. It wanted Spider-Man. Uh, golly. And then they finally decide, let's do the nuclear strike. Thor dies up, or dies into the sky with the rain just pelting everybody and he hits him with the biggest lightning bolt that he can which causes the the uh venom suit to like straight up cronenberg out it's just like just like yeah like overloading yeah with with power and stuff yeah it's definitely like becoming very pustule yeah much that spider-man shouts help me and then wakes up the next day it is bad. What? I, like, I I thought it was like, wait, what? Was it all a dream? No, shut the fuck up. Is the, was you know this what? all a dream? <laughs> For my sanity, I would have I would have been okay with that. Yeah, I'm me- like, okay, 
now the timeline makes sense. None mm -hmm. of this happened. He dreamed mm -hmm. it all. Yeah, it was, it, it would have, it, honestly, I would have been okay to with, to with it too, you know, because it's just like, well, you know, uh, thank God that's over. You could have ended the volume here. <laughs> I, I would have been fine with that. Like, I would have oh. been like, wow, what a wacky dream. He's just like, all right, no more hot dogs before bed. Jesus. Seriously. <laughs> but Aunt May comes up uh, to him as he's waking up in a nice Led Zeppelin shirt. And this, again, the sliding time scale. I don't understand it. This is before she learns he's Spider-Man. She doesn't know he's Spider-Man. Spider-Man, yeah. That's... So this is I... before she finds out he's Spider-Man. Wait, it... Oh, okay, yeah. I think I think you're right because, like, I think there's another time jump because later on she knows that, she, that he's Spider-Man. Yes! Yeah, because... Because so of what happens is, later. Yeah. This is oh, like, geez. oh, you know, I, I I can't have you running around the city all night, you know. And if you're going to MJ's, you call. You know, I hear this, you know, I hear about this monster and I have to worry about you. Like, I nah, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. And uh despite, Peter goes downstairs to his basement and he gets this is the basement. So this is the previous house as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Pre-clone saga. Oh my God. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh my God. I didn't even recognize this. I just, again, I just gave up. <laughs> oh, but I love that Peter goes up and he sees his, he's got an email that's from one eyed Eagle at ultimates.gov. It's like, it's like, come on. Aren't you supposed to be like some sort of covert super spy like what is I what just are want you to doing? know what the ultimates.gov website looks like. <laughs> it should have just been like shield agent at like right shield here. Agent as, yeah. Right here. As here at here's my location.net. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Sharing location enabled, yeah. basically. Yeah. <laughs> so Spidey goes swinging through New York to the Triskelion, where uh he has a conversation with uh with Tony and Nick Fury, they talk, they say that, no, it was not, in fact, a dream, not a hoax, not an imaginary story. This did happen. But once we overloaded the suit, we took it into custody. Tony and this is really funny, too, by the way. He's just, like, asking these little questions and nobody's talking to him. Like, he's yeah. just, like, he's just, like, with Spider-Man, he's just, like, how did you get your powers? And then Fury's, like, and we figured that you, you'd be the ones who took for the last one right last night. And, and you know. And like the suit and it's like the suit <laughs> you keep calling it the suit what is the suit and it's like the black go i was like why are you <laughs> calling it the suit <laughs> yeah and and this is again a moment where nick fury is the worst because he's like okay you have it destroy it and nick fury's like can't say i will pal ah, all right that, th that thing's and he's like please he's like no that thing belongs in a museum. It's it's it's, <laughs> what, it's basically why he's keeping it. It's just like, nah, dude. And you, he you gotta and he and what what's great about this too is that this follows up on um on Ultimate Six, where Fury goes, you know, we got assassins and bounty hunters and God knows what looking for it. Truth be told, kid, and I had to tell you this: your father may have started the next damn world war. Because if you remember back to Ultimate Six, the conversation between uh, Steve and Nick, they said the next war will be, be a genetic one. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
And then we get chapter 127. This last pitch, by the way, the oh, last picture, the last picture of that volume is actually my favorite. Oh, yeah, so good. That, that close-up of Spider-Man and the reflection of Nick Fury, Iron Man, and Captain America in his eyes when he's like realized that it's very it's very good. It's super good. It's really well done. So chapter uh, 127. I love this cover. Oh man. And you know exactly why. It's so misleading. <laughs> We now cut to three weeks ago, but not three weeks ago from the time he went to go see Nick Fury, which was the day after a month ago. This is three <laughs> weeks ago from the present day where Eddie's on the bench. So uh, they are at Rikers Island Maximum Security Prison, where we catch up with Dr. Kurt Connors, right? who we haven't seen in a minute. Yeah. And so we find out that he's being transferred, and he's, he asks, you know, where am I going? Boom, we're going to the Triskelion. Yes. Two weeks ago, which is not two weeks ago from three weeks ago. This is now two <laughs> weeks ago from the present day where Eddie's on the bench. So this is a week after three weeks ago. And who do we catch up with in her interview at the Triskelion? The girl from the wrong side of the tracks. My girl, Gwen Stacy. Oh, man. She is in the uh, in the Triskelion, which is currently being rebuilt. Uh, this is now post Clone Saga. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she's getting interviewed by Tony Stark. Oh, okay, Tony Stark. Okay. And she's going through like she mentions her full name is uh, Gwendolyn Maxine Stacy. By the way, I never knew her middle name. I never knew her Me middle either. name. Yeah. Now so, we do. Now we do. Yeah. <laughs> and she's getting interviewed and she's like i i love this where tony's like do you know what's wrong with you she's like no do you <laughs> <laughs> very teenager response <laughs> yeah and i and i love that she's like well i'm no doctor but i bet it has something to do with this red blobbly monster that killed me and it's like yeah okay so this is exactly we know where we are we know what's going on tony has her under surveillance with connor's so they've been mm -hmm. working on this for a week now and Connors, because he fucking can't help himself, goes, can I see it? Mm. And they, and this is, this is where we get the name for this symbiote officially too, because they like, they talk about, um, we're to believe that inside that girl is a parasitic monster. And Tony goes that you created. And one of the scientists goes pure carnage. If it chooses to be check the files. And Tony goes carnage. Yep. <laughs> that's yeah. its name now yep and so Project they're Carter, like there you go they're like uh and tony's like gwen darling my love my light <laughs> hi you mentioned the gooey red monster inside you do you think we could see it and she's like what and they're like can can you you know can you turn yourself into it she's like i don't know if i could do it on command he's like would you like to try? She's like, not really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they're Come like, on. we're trying to help you. And she's like, all right. <sighs> and then we get silent panels of them watching and her like trying to concentrate. And the next panel, we see the Triskelion explode. And for a minute, it's... I was like, that's when you get the dum bum bum I, boom <laughs> i thought for sure i was like okay that's what you guys get <laughs> <laughs> when 
have been but, great if she didn't even turn into Connor. She just spontaneously combusts. That's just her power she now. She just explodes. She just explodes, and that's Human just what happens. Style. It's so funny. <laughs> but no, the explosion was not actually caused by Gwen. This is now we are entering into Death of the Goblin territory. Yeah. When the goblins set off an explosion to escape. And we are now coming full. We are now rounding at. <laughs> we are now complete we are now we have now made our way Say back it. to no Say it. i will not Say it. we have <laughs> no finish it <laughs> finish it <laughs> we have now come full circle yeah <laughs> uh, <it's so> good. <laughs> to when the goblin breaks out of the Triskelion at the beginning of the Death of the Goblin uh, volume, where we saw Gwen Stacy wandering the halls. So they, the Triskelion explodes. Gwen just kind of is like, all right, well, this place sucks. So I'm yeah. going to wander out of here. Audi 9000. And then like yeah. leaves. <laughs> and we get, again, that callback to that great moment where everyone kind of pauses. And we're like, is that fucking Gwen Stacy? <laughs> yeah. Like everybody, I love it, uh, including so not Craven. And as <laughs> Gwen, you know, gets out, we see that longing look to the New York skyline. And then we get this gross moment where we see under a pier, we get this like tendril, this like comes tendril out. pop up, and then Gwen is just on the uh, on the pier, and it was like, Ugh, it just makes me feel icky. Oh, it's so gross, yeah. <laughs> and so. She pops up. The fishermen are like, whoa, where'd you come from? She's like, I don't know. And then we go to today. Today, finally, we're finally, finally here. <laughs> it's today. <laughs> it's not It's not three weeks ago. Here we go. Like, it's today, but not the today of several weeks ago. <laughs> not the today of months ago with Rhino, nor the today of the day after months ago with the spider butt, nor the day after that where Spidey met, uh, met the beetle, nor... Today of several weeks ago, where he fought, where he battled uh, Venom at the uh, at the museum, nor the uh. today of the day after when he went to uh, meet with Nick Fury, nor the day of the day after that when he went to uh, face off against Venom and Beetle in the uh, in the streets in, yeah. in in the streets in Times Square, nor yeah. the today of three weeks ago when Dr. Kurt Connors was pulled out from Rikers, nor the today of two weeks ago where the Goblin broke out and Gwen Stacy more or less in a uh, in an act of God uh, was able to <laughs> escape the Triskelion. No, this is nor, as we come to find out, is this the today of Eddie on the bench. This is the today of today. So, <laughs> well done. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah, well done. Thank you so, for listening to us. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. all that's the time it. we have. That's all the time uh, we've got. Yeah. Or <laughs> is it? Is this not several weeks ago? <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> and we jumped up to today. <laughs> not the today when we were reviewing the clone saga, but today when we were like, not the day of the death of the goblin. <laughs>
We're, this is actually the today of volume 20, 23 of Invincible. Welcome back to the Geeksplained book club. Oh my God, what is <laughs> happening right now? Oh, We've man. actually been recording this alongside the Invincible book club. It's actually oh still God. 2021. Oh my God, it's 2002 and I'm still living with my parents 20 years later. Yeah. What the hell is going on? <laughs> so... so I so just spilled can... water all over myself oh, no. from this, <laughs> by the way. Oh. So Peter and uh, MJ are getting it on in yeah, front of the face real well, in front of right the there. entire school. Like really, and... it's actually kind of cute. It's very, it's very it's well uh, lit and simulated with the sun setting in the background. It's very, it, it very is very nice. It's, it's yeah. very good art. Mm-hmm. When who shows up? It's your boy Eddie Brock, who's oh, just man. like. Give me my fucking suit back, dude. <laughs> dude, give me my fucking suit back, dude. Peter's like, no, it's, I don't have it. It's like, where dude, have you dude, been? You fucking <laughs> know where it is, dude. Give it uh, back, or I'm going to tell people you're fucking Spider Man, dude. Why, why don't you try? Because it's like already like captured and stuff. So. All right, I don't know what cool. to do. Well, you need to fucking go get it, or I'm going to fucking tell people you're Spider-Man, dude. Yeah, well, you go and try. Because, you know, the jerk store called, and they ran all out of you. Fuck yeah, that's dude. right. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> that's more or less what happens. And so... <laughs> With Mary Jane going like, what's going on? You know, and that's that's, that's... under the threat of uh, Eddie outing Sp- uh, Peter as Spider-Man. Uh, Peter's like, OK, I need to figure out how to break into S.H.I.E.L.D. to go get the suit back. I'll go talk to the Fantastic Four because we're buddies now. We're pals. Oh, nope. They're gone. They are yeah. missing. They they're are in the negative the zone or something like that. Yeah. Right now. And if he even tries to go inside the Baxter building, the automated defenses will see him as a threat. So then he's like, oh, no, wait, you know what? I'll go talk to the Ultimates. I can trust them. And as he's swinging over, he sees them in the middle of leaving for a mission. He's like, no, yeah. wait, no. And he becomes <laughs> Tobey Maguire at the beginning of Spider-Man 1. An adult <laughs> man banging on a bus, trying to let stop him on a high bus. school bus. Hey, stop the bus. Do you think, like, Captain America was, like, flying the thing and he like sees like, spider-man it's just like okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah just just chuckling and he just full throttles its way out <laughs> it's so you know, i believe captain america would do that in this this ultimate, ultimate cap captain yes Ad. yeah 100 <laughs> because he's john walker and yes. Yes. spidey then goes to try and look up what he can about about trask and about latveria and after he gets a couple leads he runs out and ya boy, Daily Bugle's prime stud, Phil Urich, goes and looks at it. He's like, Roxon, Trask, or Ben Urich, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Goes, uh, Roxon, Trask, what were you doing here, Mr. Parker? He's catching on, if he doesn't know already. He is like an investigative reporter, so it is kind of interesting. He's finally like piecing some, uh, like, like clues together right now you know so spider-man swings back uh swings back to the house crawls into uh his room in the attic when he hears a voice say peter i'm sorry peter i wasn't i swear i wasn't gonna bother you anymore i wasn't gonna just come here like this but and he turns 
and my fucking nightmare is what he sees. <laughs> my fucking nightmare. Oh, man. I'm going to have nightmares about this for the rest of my life. <laughs> it's Gwen Stacy with Carnage Face. I oh. hate this. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> you have to endure this for like five more pages. For five too. more pages. Yeah. It was pretty fucked up. She's like, there's Gwen Stacy sitting in his room, carnage faced, but Gwen Stacy body. And she's like, I'm having a bit of trouble here and I don't exactly know what to do. Ugh. Oh, Ugh. And on top of that, we come to the final chapter of this session, chapter 128, with another oh, cover. Like I saw this and I was like, what the fuck is this? I I thought it was like... I thought we were going to be introduced to like a new like villain or something. Or like this something. was going to be like Riot or whatever, yeah, like a he, new symbiote suit or whatever. Right? Yeah, kind of like the monster Ock from the PS1 yeah, Spider-Man. So exactly. I thought, like, I thought like one of his villains was just like gets a hold of the suit or something like that. Something happens. Um, yeah. Awful. So we we start off and it's today, but not the today of last volume. God not damn the today. <laughs> <laughs> We'll just say not the today of last of last issue. It's today, Eric. It's, it's not today because did it today? It doesn't even say. <laughs> oh no! Okay, yeah. So we're we're gonna say it's today because we do get a uh, an indicator next it or next uh, page. So oh, we get yeah. the today of Eddie on the bench, where he's sitting there, and this guy comes and sits on the bench. We all know what's gonna happen here, and he goes, "My name's Eddie." Oh wait, no, I've 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 got that new voice for him now. My name's Eddie, dude. Eddie Brock. There's uh I have these thoughts in my head that aren't my own. And I'm hungry, dude. I'm always hungry. But it's all my fault, dude. And then we cut to yesterday. The yesterday of today. Not the yesterday. <laughs> I'm not gonna go through it all again. Um but it's the yesterday of today. So the yesterday of today. <laughs> you have to you have to specify. Yeah, after true. all of the time traveling bullshit we've done in this volume. Yeah. 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 So like even here, the doctor would be like so confused right now and think he's in an alternate universe right now. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and so um Peter's like, what the fuck are you? He's like, No, it's me, it's Gwen, I promise. And He's like, I, I, I never would have come here like this, but I had nowhere else to go. Mm -hmm. And Gwen mentions like, you're like my brother. You and Aunt May, you're my only family. Please help me. And it's so sweet. It's so sad. It's so sad. She's trying so hard. She's just so desperate for like some sort of like help and everything. And it's hard to take her seriously because of the carnage face. Yes. <laughs> I'd be like, real... I, I, I love you, Gwen. I can't look at you with a carnage face. I'm sorry. Like, like what would happen if like this girl was in front of you right here? Like it's you, Peter Parker. And it's just like this, this gnaw of teeth, just like gnarling at you. I don't going, fucking like, know. Help me. <laughs> Literally. I don't fucking know what I'd do. <laughs> it's, it's the ultimate monkey's paw of monkey's paws. <laughs> I have Gwen Stacy, but oops, she's all carnage. <laughs> yeah. like, oh. Oh, so, man. She she basically is like I'm 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 gonna see if I can you know take it away. Sometimes it comes and goes, and she's like, it took me forever to find your place. I forgot you moved, and 
she's able to bring it back in and she's full on Gwen Stacy again. She's like, she's like, is that any better? I can't tell. And I'm like, oh, you poor thing. I know. <laughs> poor girl. It's like, well, there's no mirror anywhere. So it's just like, can can you help me? And remember, this is the first time Peter's seeing her since the clone saga. Yeah. So he's yeah, like, yeah. dude, where have you been? And she was like, she says in that triangle place. And I'm like, God damn it. Another fucking shape we have to add into this. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. She's got, she's going to have issues with triangles for the rest of her life. And you're just waiting for somebody to just go like, and he's a square. And then all of a sudden it's hip to be a square. Dun, 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 <laughs> you know, just all of a sudden. He's throwing all the, the shapes into this like series. <laughs> so she's like, she's, she's like that triangle place out at sea. He's like the Triskelion <laughs> shield had you, which again, what happened to Scorpion? That's my question. Also, like, I thought he knew this, by the way. No, he, he remember, he, he didn't know that they took that. They took them. He doesn't know that they took. I thought he knew. I mean, he knows now, them. obviously. But no, like, he he knows that they took Norman. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I I was getting those two confused. I thought he. Yeah, I thought he knew that that they took both his clone and and Gwen Stacy. But okay, yeah. Wow. So yeah, he had no clue. So that he's basically like, did anybody follow you? She's like, I don't think so. He's like, if they're looking for you, they're definitely watching my house. <laughs> there, and then speaking of which. Oh, oh fuck! Oh fuck! <laughs> but it's not Peter who answers the door; it's Aunt May. Oh god, this this she, moment! It's like, who is it? It's uh, it's Eddie Brock, ma'am. I'm a friend of Peter's, dude. And she opens the door. She's like, "Peter's hey. here," and he's like, "Actually, I think he is. Can I come in?" And she's like, <laughs> "You're Eddie Brock Jr." She's like, "He's like, yes, ma'am." She's like, do you have special powers or something, Eddie? He's like, no, no, ma'am. And she's like, do you have a gun? He's like, no, ma'am. She's like, okay, hold on. And then she fucking whips out a gun. <laughs> a revolver. She full on and dirty Harry. Straight like... up revolver ocelot. Like, <laughs> then you should leave and never come. This is now my favorite Aunt May moment of the this, entire series. This is my favorite moment yeah this is my favorite just moment she's in this book like, yeah it's like <laughs> do you have powers do you have a gun no okay because i do <laughs> yeah it's, it's that it's that classic meme of like jerry no oh, they call, call an ambulance but <laughs> not for me <laughs> yeah. it's like you know throughout all this business i uh i couldn't remember if i shot five shots or six <laughs> so you're gonna have to ask yourself one question do you feel lucky brock yeah <laughs> so i i just fucking i love i, I want to i want to read this real quick she's like he, he's just like and he straight up goes hey ho that's not and she says you think i'm fucking with you kid i lost my bend to an idiot just like you right in my own house you leave my peter alone you leave him alone or i'll kill you real I'm quick like, i like shit. like yeah like, holy shit uh like the the last volume when we were doing like Sp uh, the Spider-Man and his amazing friends, I forgot to mention this. The Aunt May, the woman who voices Aunt May is June Foray. If like you don't know who that is, is um, she's Granny from the Looney Tunes. Uh, she's been doing voice acting since since that time. And then um, for for not almost 90, like 80 years, basically, uh, I was uh, June Foray was uh, the voice of uh of Aunt May, and um, I, for some reason, cannot get that voice out of my head now. 
Uh, and now I'm hearing Aunt May like cursing and holding a gun. And I'm like, oh my God, if Drew Foray was here, rest her soul, I would love everything to hear her Aunt Mayness. <laughs> but like straight volume. up, this is this is Sally Fields' Aunt May. Oh like, yeah. We, we, this is a 100% like, oh, I lost my husband to gun violence. I am making sure that never happens in my house ever again. No, no fucking loitering on my porch. No skeevy business in my house. I will end your life if you pose a threat to me or my son. Oh, and, man. and he like he snatches the gun from her because, of course, he is a grown man and she is an elderly woman. Like that was that. Well, that kind of that was cheap. I I, I really yeah. didn't like that. It, I really it, it, it did. It did sap the the strength but, from that moment with Aunt May. It really was, and 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 the fact that he just so easily took it from her, and that she just instantly go like, "Oh no, never mind." <laughs> and, um, but then we do also, get this great moment where he's just like, "You go tell little Peter I'm here. I'm webbed to the face," and we get one of the most satisfying punches that we've gotten from from peter where unpowered eddie brock gets full-on walloped by spider-man because he's good, threatening his mom that's a good spunk is with that a great spunk <laughs> just, just oh it's spunk. so satisfying Ooh, so, so satisfying this is right up there with and i've talked about this before on the podcast this is right up there with the daredevil punching purple man during the wade run Oh my god, like yeah. One of straight up like full body, fist on the other side, like oh yeah. Full full all of force your might. punch. It's yep. the all of the might punch, you're basically, yeah. Absolutely. And uh, he's just like, Why won't you leave me alone? You don't come here, you don't point a gun at my family. And then Aunt May is the coolest head in the situation. She's like, Peter, you gotta take him away from here. People are gonna figure out you that you're Spider-Man. And he's like Fuck. And he picks him up and swings away. <laughs> but oh, then and poor she, Aunt May. She's just like, oh, boy. Yeah, because she, she has the heart condition. Yeah, I forgot about this. Like, when the, the that page turn was really scary, because, like, you see her clutch her heart and her chest. You're like, and you're no. Like, you're like, no, not today, Satan. <laughs> and so she falls to her knees, but then someone shows up. Two people show up. Yeah. Don't know and who so, Spidey lands on the building and he's just like, why are you like this? <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't see it before, but we do see that Gwen followed them. And she's yeah. like, what the fuck is happening? And, and again, this is another, this is another thing that I don't, it doesn't quite make sense to me. Cause she asks who Eddie Brock is. She knows Eddie Brock. Yeah. Does she? Did she see? Oh wait, yeah, no. Wait, did no, she? Did she know I'm, about Eddie Brock? Um, no, because remember, because remember, he he was the skeevy friend who tried to hit on her. That's right. Remember? Yeah, yeah. From that specific volume, she knows who on. he is. Yeah, but she's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. who is he? And it's like, you know who this is. This whole volume, as someone <laughs> who's like a continuity nut is yeah. my kryptonite. I'm like, I can't do this. <laughs> I hope they go back. They they don't ever reference this volume ever again except for <laughs> like the like the main points cuz this is my little heart. I'm like Aunt May, my heart can't take it. <laughs> You're like my mind is melting out of my <laughs> ears. <laughs> and so he's 
and Peter decides like he is going to try to make this an intervention for Eddie because he still believes Eddie can be saved. He just needs to be put on the right path. And that path is anywhere else but the symbiote. Mm-hmm. He basically says, look, on the memory of my parents, I'm going to help you. You see this girl behind me? I'm going to tell you something about her. I'm going to show you something. I'm going to show you exactly what you think you want. I'm going to show you how truly screwed up in the head you are. Gwen, show him what's inside you. And then his spider sense goes off. And then we get fucking carnage. Oh, man. Uh, looking bigger and like looking bigger, more intense than the last time we saw her. Though I think, honestly, the, the way that Bagley draws carnage is scarier to me. Y- yeah. Like, y- the, the, y- yeah. Because, like, the, the glowing chest and, like, the. Yeah. Oh yeah, it, it's it's, just, it's two different art styles, and it I is. accept that. Um, I think the Bagley Carnage looks scarier. The I completely forgot about that. I forgot about the glowing like, uh, like center of it's like, terrifying. Yeah, since, that was scary. Since we since we started this book club, I've had two nightmares about that. Are you serious? Like, legit, <laughs> legit, two nightmares about that carnage. Oh man! Um, and I'm waiting for the Gwen Carnage nightmare. Oh I, no! I'm I'm waiting for it. It's it's coming soon, I believe. Oh, I'm so um, sorry. Oh and, man! But then, Carnage does something very interesting. It doesn't go after Peter. It goes after Eddie, and we see his skin start to like tendril out, and he's like, "It was in me." It just needed more, dude. And as Thank you. Carnage, <laughs> as Carnage like blasts Eddie with its tendrils, we see what uh, we see the result of what Peter and MJ saw in the microscope days or months or weeks or years ago <laughs> when we saw the little bits of the suit in his bloodstream. Yeah. Once you've worn the suit, it stays with you. It's yeah. like it's it's doing the uh the Donny Cates codex thing years before. Oh yeah. Because yeah, like yeah. listeners, if you're not aware, uh Donny Cates wrapped up a uh a big old run on Venom. It's probably it's my favorite Venom's run, uh, where he established <laughs> that inside every person who has ever worn a symbiote, there's a little bit of it left behind, which is part of a codex of symbiotes, because they're all a hive mind. Yeah, this is long before that. This is, yeah, this is really that is fascinating, actually. Yeah, and so um, we see that carnage in in coming into contact with Eddie is awakening those bits of the suit in Eddie's bloodstream, and it brings back the venom out of Eddie. And so the two of them are tussling. Spidey tries to separate them. He gets whacked away. It's and then, great. <laughs> and then we get. The scuffle of the symbiotes. Yeah. One symbiote on symbiote violence to, I guess, qualify this as war of the symbiotes. Sure, why not? Uh, They have a nice little symbiote v. symbiote battle, which I think at this point we can say has been a trope of the imminent era for Ultimate Spider-Man. First, it's goblin on goblin. Now it's symbiote (laughs) on symbiote. (laughs) 
So we're gonna get Rhino versus Rhino. Rhino <laughs> versus God, if we're lucky. Yeah, right? Uh, no, if if you know what, if there is a God, if we're lucky, we'll get Craven versus Craven, where the real Australian Craven will come back. Yes. So the symbiotes <laughs> continue to battle, oh but as we see the fight continuing, bits of Carnage are being pulled into Venom, and then. And you know what this reminded me of? Fucking Dragon Ball Z with Majin Buu. Just fucking Ooh. like a bit of it coming off of Venom and then consuming Carnage and Gwen. And then Gwen, basically all of the Carnage in her gets pulled out and into this fucking monstrous looking thing. Yeah. This, this is terrifying. This, this is, is so scary. terrifying <laughs> to look like, at. It, it's it's like a, a monstrous form of venom with like you know how he like has the uh, iconic like uh, spider symbol on his chest yeah. that was white and everything. Instead of that, it's the red. It's like yeah, the red coming the around red, from like the bleeding sides. in the sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. and so this is again, this is where once again this doesn't line up with anything in the game. Yeah, this yeah. doesn't because the this whole crux happen. the whole crux right. of the game is that yes, there's a silver sable stuff, there's Bolivar Trask stuff. Once he goes into um once he goes into once he gets captured by Bolivar Trask, they do a test where he goes and chases down Electro, which again doesn't happen in here. And then we see that there is for some reason both uh Venom and Spidey are captured by Trask's people. They experiment on uh on Peter and he becomes Carnage. Yeah. And then you playing as Venom fight against Carnage, you consume the Carnage bits and throw out Peter just like he does in the comic, but then by consuming the Carnage he gets the white Venom symbol. So again, yeah. wildly different. So what is true, what is make believe, we don't really know. And so we have, I guess, the ultimate version of Venom, where he's got the, the thing that bugs me about it so much is the little beady red eyes. Oh, you don't like those? Oh, no, that's no, like, no, no, no. Oh. It, it's cool, but it like it freaks me out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it, it looks, it looks straight up like a Dungeons and Dragons creature. It, yes, like, yes, it does. This is terrifying. If this showed up in our campaign, I would shit myself. This is like a demigorgon or something like that. Just like, like just this hulking creature. Yeah. Ugh. The the eyes. God, I'm trying to remember what these eyes remind me of. They, they are very much reminiscent reminiscent of like some sort of like medieval fantasy creature. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, but uh, it, God, I'm trying to. I think they remind me of like wolves and stuff like that from from the like possessive wolves or something you know it's like something it's, it's something it's, it's something. something yeah so peter fights off this ultimate venom and he he even asked the question he's like eddie are you even in there anymore like have the two symbiotes consumed him like we don't know uh iron man shows up yeah just as uh just as the venom symbiote speaks not in like hungry or consume or anything like that. He's like, no fight. He's like, no fight. He's like, I have what I want. And then he just liquefies and goes into a grate. I'm like, oh my God. Like, no. What was I that? Don't Sandman like that shit. shit at all. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I don't was... like that shit at all. Oh, yeah. That was like, wait, there was a human in there. There's no human in there? <laughs> oh, no. Uh. And, and Spider-Man pretty much says exactly what we all said about that reaction, which is just, no, 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 no. That means he is still out there. Ugh. 
I don't like it. I hate that. I, I really don't. I really don't like that. We lost Venom, um, ultimate Venom for a second time. Yeah. <laughs> so then we cut to later, but not later of today with Eddie on the bench. This is later of yesterday <laughs> where we're back in the Triskelion. Gwen is back in her little interrogation room. And Tony says, some chocolate clean. and water. It's very nice. Yeah. Yeah. She's at least getting amenities now. Yeah. He goes, she's on every level, a regular 16 year old girl, no symbiote in her. And I'm like, as I'm reading this page, my eyes are widening and I'm like, no, mm-hmm. no. And they're, they say, you know, you know, the symbiote originally killed her, destroyed her host form. And hold on. And in doing so, we would surmise it absorbed her essence, her DNA, her genetic code sequences. It then in turn abandoned those essences and codes for another, leaving the body, i.e. Gwen. And she's clean. And Peter goes, well, so she's a clone. He's like, well, she's a molecular copy, but an exact one. There's no, there's no difference on any definable genetic level. Oh. The question is, if she's biologically Gwen Stacy and mentally Gwen Stacy, who are we to say she's not Gwen Stacy? And I'm like, we got her back. Yeah, she's we alive. We got her back. <laughs> she's alive, ladies and gentlemen. This is uh, now the prime Spider-Man continuity for me. <laughs> Gwen Stacy is alive and well. <laughs> we win. We stay winning, Team Gwen. We stay winning. <laughs> I'm so happy about this. And, we got the death of Gwen Stacy. We got to have our cake and eat it too. Yeah. And all we had to do was give her a little carnage face for an issue. Exactly. That's all we had to do. All we needed. The, yeah. <laughs> it's it's quite impressive because of like how um, uh, this felt like a reverse Doctor Who episode where, you know, <laughs> so much time jumping and everything like that. And you have no idea what's going on and where we're going. And usually the episode ends with very tragic, like heartbreaking sense. No, but, hey, but, th- but this, this time, is, this is straight up a ninth doctor situation. Because oh, yeah. This yeah, yeah, time, yeah. everybody lives. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't exactly. lately go back and watch the ninth doctor. He's the best. Go just do yourself a favor. <sighs> get yourself ready for the next the next doctor everybody lives yeah (laughs) you're just so i'm so happy we get more gwen stacy stories Uh, but the thing is like for how long are we gonna get don't you fucking say that don't you do not harsh my mellow right (laughs) do not kill my vibe we are on train gwen stacy and we're riding it to the moon So they're like, all right, cool. She's she's coming home. And of course, who shows up? Director Carol Danvers, who is once again the worst. Yes. Yeah. He's like, okay. no, she's staying here. We have to keep an eye on her. And Tony's like, he can keep an eye on her. He's <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> and she's and like, who, the kid? Was, yeah. He's a kid. He's like, let her go back. And Tony tr- is not an asshole in this moment. I'm- he's like... <laughs> 
love Tony, man. Yeah. Like he's Iron Man's like should is more Captain America than Captain America in this. It's crazy <laughs> what a brain tumor will do to Iron Man. It's weird. Ooh. So and that's what it is. That's what it is. You can boo me all you want. Why are you booing me? I'm right, I, listener. I, I said ooh, not boo, but uh, I was thinking. I can more like, I can already hear it in my head. It's like um, <laughs> But he says kids had a rough time of it. They all have. The Parkers will keep an eye on her. Anything wonky, you'll come running, right? Let her go home. Let her get back to let her get back to a life. And Peter says, you know, what about Eddie Brock? What about Roxon and Trask? What about my father's work and the girl with the silver hair? See here. He says the girl with the silver hair. He knows who Silver Sable is. He knows who Silver Sable is. Yes. Why I, does he not know her here? I, I have no Today, idea. I mean, yesterday, or weeks ago, or or, or months ago, or whatever, years ago, years ago. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. In and the childhood, <laughs> Danvers basically says, "You know, well, kid, if you see anything, you'll call." And he's like, "Eddie's still out there," and. Tony basically says, look, he's he's not going to bother you anymore. He got what he wanted. He doesn't want to get caught. He'll stay the hell away from you. He's got half a brain. He's in Mexico. And Danvers says, we'll find him. And Peter resigns to it. Meanwhile, I love it. Cuts back to Gwen, who can't hear any of this. She's yes. just sitting in silence the whole scene. She's like, <laughs> hello? <laughs> can I I'm be... so fucking happy Gwen. Can I back. be let go now? <laughs> I'm Am so happy Gwen's back. Oh, man. And so we cut back to, I guess, now present. Because now we don't even know oh, it what even time says period that. this is happening. No, it, it does say. It's we, just... don't know, we don't know what time period this is happening anymore. Because it doesn't say today. It just says present. When yeah. is this happening? Who the fuck knows anymore? 2022, of course. Obviously. 2025 is when this is happening. <laughs> <laughs> we have Eddie sitting on, sitting on the bench with the same guy. Yeah. From the beginning of this issue. Who is the friendliest out of all the people. Who, out of all of them. Yeah. He's like, you're saying you actually fought Spider- And they frame this very much like the first guy who's like, wait, you're the monster who tore up the museum? He's like, you're saying you actually fought Spider-Man? You're saying you're some sort of what exactly? And he turns to him. He's like, raw, dude. And <laughs> tries to eat him. But the man's got... A little something something and basically vacuums up eddie ghostbusters style yeah and all into this gauntlet and we find out this isn't some ordinary guy this is the fucking beetle dude oh, man it's so cool the next he... shot he just flies up into the air he goes please tell my lord that i am in receipt of the package <laughs> i'm on my way to the home country the lord's bless latveria <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. And that's like, where this volume ends. So cool, man. Dude, the Beetle fucking rules. The Beetle is the best. Oh. <laughs> oh, so man. as as we're wrapping up here, uh, Jacob, what Dude. was your favorite part about this? What are your thoughts about this overall? God damn. This was um this was a this was this reminded me of like uh, multiverse of madness where this this is just a mind fuck man it was just a mind fuck like hard r too because <laughs> david cronenberg would have directed the fuck out of this movie oh, for sure. all these moments with venom of just consuming and eating people it is very disturbing it's very well drawn and um the the the, the time wise listeners is very all over the place it's probably the most 
uh, that's what kind of hurts this volume the most is just trying to keep track of like the time jumps and where, where everything goes, as well as if you play the game, you're still going to be completely, it, you're, it's a hit and miss because you you have no idea what's going on. You mentioned nope. the whole like electro thing. I was like, Oh shit, I forgot about that. Yeah. And, and obviously so did Bendis. Yes. And I think it's because, I think it's because in the video game, they, they try to add, elements of from this this series into it more like the electro Mm -hmm. and then the wolverine stuff and i still want like i wanted it i was hoping to get a backstory about the wolverine venom because because that 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 was for me that's the best part of that game and um (laughs) and between that um it's just really interesting and really it's it's really a great like um spider-man overall arcing story uh but it's just all over the place and you just have to try and figure out where where everything goes if you ignore listener listeners like i did if you just ignore the time jumps of like where the continuity is supposed to be just just read it because it's just a little fun and you'll you'll kind of get your mind will start remembering certain spots where you're just like oh that moment happened here and that moment happened there and that's kind of all you really need to keep in mind um the you know, beetle is, is the best honestly, part. it is it is very fun genuinely yeah. it is yeah. such a fun time but like it's it's tough right yeah it's yeah. It's, it's tough because yeah. it's like the the time did you say your favorite part uh two favorite parts is the uh is aunt may with a gun golly that's like the that was, i almost was gonna make that my aunt may's I, got I need, a gun yeah he said she's got a gun no it's, no it, she, it, it, it's the whole thing that i did with gwen before is like hey show me what you've got there she's like a gun no <laughs> yeah it's just so totally that uh and and the beetle oh my god uh yeah what an amazing I love the beetle. The beetle kind of succeeds uh, where uh, the chameleon doesn't uh, doesn't because the chameleon's more like espionage and assassin type of kind of like spy and the, and the fact that the beetle is like more espionage and mm-hmm. and, uh, and 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 uh, like acquirer of like of uh, jobs for like uh, uh, for higher ups and stuff like that. It, it's and the fact that he's completely silent and he hasn't talked. Yeah. this entire time until this end you know is yeah. very intimidating and, and creepy but god that suit is just fantastic um it, yeah this this was uh this was a mind fuck because because it's just like we got gwen coming back who is normal now uh the venom uh hybrid of carnage and venom together um was that in the sequel movie i don't know i never saw it anyway uh if this is already a step up from the venom 2 movie because of just <laughs> the fact that like it it had more continuity than 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 what that was um yeah this this was a great volume i really did lo- i digged this volume if it wasn't for the continuity uh weirdness and the trying to tie into a video game on top of it wouldn't it be great if they like released this volume with the game oh my you, god no one would no one would understand what no was happening one would get because, it because nothing makes sense for any of this exactly and like, and ultimately <laughs> like that's that's my biggest problem with it right like the sliding yeah. time scale just doesn't work for me um and the fact that they tried so hard to have this tie in with the game but then like obviously very different events happen um it just it doesn't make sense and to me like at the, at that point you should have just focused on the stuff 
that makes sense in the context of the comic. Because when it does that, it's super strong. Like yeah. paying off all of the stuff with Gwen is chef's kiss. Mm. Like mm -hmm. I, I just I can't get past the sliding time scale. I can't get past you know people not knowing who each other are. The yeah. continuity errors of Gwen not knowing Eddie, of Spider Man not knowing Silver Sable. Yeah. It just it doesn't square for me, and it, and that kind of bothers me. That being said, the art in this is fantastic. The characters are wonderful. Um, I have to agree. Aunt May with a gun is not what I expect. I remember reading this, <laughs> and when I get that picture, and I was like, "Oh shit! Oh fuck! Oh, she's got a gun!" It was, <laughs> it was a wonderful scene for her. But I was just like, "Shoot him! Just shoot him! Just shoot him! Just get get, get it uh, get it done!" And it's like we'll end the comic right here. Do it! Do it! <laughs> but I think, to the surprise of no one, my favorite part of this volume. My girl's back. Yeah. <laughs> I've got Gwen Stacy back. I could not be more excited about it. It's just, it's a good day. It's wonder, a very good day. And who knows what, like, what is in store for them? Because like now, like, um, she's living with them now. Yeah. Uh, she's going to yeah. be living with them now. So we're, yeah. we're going to see what happens. Mm -hmm. But uh, that is going to do it for this volume, for volume 21, um, A Wild Ride to say the least yeah <laughs> that was a oh boy <laughs> as a quick what reminder happened? to you listeners if you have questions for us if you want to talk about the volume that we are uh covering that week if you have questions about ultimate spider-man if you have questions about comics or about anything for yeah. myself for jacob or for malcolm uh feel free to write in to uh the podcast write emails to geeksplained at gmail.com put ultimate mailbag in the subject header and we'll read it here on the book club so yeah. again ultimate mailbag in the subject header send it to geeksplained at gmail.com and we'll read it here we'll address it we'll talk about it. it'll be a great time but we now turn our eyes to next week Next week is, from what I understand, the final volume of this original Bendis run. Really? Okay. Spider-Man. Interesting. Um, because I believe Malcolm said it turns into Ultimate Comics Spider-Man after this, but we'll find out, yeah. obviously. And Malcolm will fill us in when he's, when he's back here next week. But uh -huh. the reason I'm worried is because the next volume, volume 22 of Ultimate Spider-Man, is entitled Ultimatum. Ultimatum is a problem, and we will address it next week. Yes. It is, uh, we're going to talk about it. It's going to be issues uh, 129 through 133, as well as Ultimate Spider-Man Annual number three. So make sure you're read up on that. Synopsis goes like this. Ultimatum is upon us. Big changes are afoot, and with them comes the much-anticipated return of Ultimate Spider-Woman! Hooray! Yes! But <laughs> is she friend or foe? Ooh. Oh, okay. Plus, Aunt May is under arrest. What? Spider-Man so. is underwater. I mean, carrying a because gun. Because of the gun. Out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Spider-Man is underwater, and the world has gone to hell. Spidey and the gang will never be the same. Guest starring the Human Torch and Kitty Pride. Oh, hey. All right. So tune in for that next week, listeners. Uh, 
Again, Volume 22, Issues 129 through 133, and Ultimate Spider-Man Annual Number 3. We're going to be talking all things Ultimatum, Be There or Be Square, not a circle. But for now, for the Geek Explained Book Club and for Malcolm Russell Nelson, I'm Eric Kazana. And I'm Jacob Brown. And we will see you next time. Don't panic and carry a towel. Let's do this so we can go to the comic book shop. Yeah. Food. 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 Hungry.
Oh no. 